Slap a number on this, mother. This is episode number 255. That's right. And you know what day it is? It's Turby Day. Turbo Day. Turb Day. Turf Day. day. You are 20... What? what, 40? 49? How old do you think I am? 49? I liked it better when you said 20-something. 49. (laughs) 49? (laughs) That's like grandpa age, dude. 44. 44. Uh, You know, you're day over 43. How'd you do it? What's your secret? Coffee. Good coffee. Good coffee. Good coffee at, <laughs> at regular Slappercast. We did a, a review of Alley Cats? Yeah, we're going to do that too. We just left Alley Cats and we're Texarkana. Where's Texarkana? Look at you out, boys and girls. We're Louisiana, Texas, and Arkansas meet Texarkana. There you go. All right, take a moment. Enjoy. There you go. As we just left Alley Cats in Texarkana. Uh, out of ten, what do you give it, Chad? Double espresso. It's like nine. Nine. That's yeah. bold. Wow. Turbo. Black coffee. Out of ten, what's your score? Ah. <laughs> Take another sip. It's okay. We got time. It's hot. <laughs> Seven. Seven out of ten. Yeah. All right. Well, I got a coffee and two shots. Uh, let me see. I'm going 8.5. Yeah. That's pretty good. And only, and, and it would be higher, except I don't like the, uh, I don't like the, the lip, the lid. I like the lip. Oh, yeah, don't talk back to me, coffee. No, it's actually, coffee's good. Espresso's good. Great service. Yeah. Uh, and I think, like, if when I judge something a seven, if it's probably better coffee, I would probably pull it down a little bit, only because I'm not used to the taste, right? I don't drink a lot of coffee, so when they're stronger. So let's give it an eight, then. An eight, I feel like an eight would be fair. Okay, you gotta add a point because yeah. if it's real strong for me, I'm like, uh, you know, I tend to want to water it down a little bit. Yeah, but in all fairness, you know, I don't want to. Yeah, be fair to. So, so one of the great things about Alley Cats was it's in a uh, train car. It's in a carriage of a train, and uh, they have repurposed it to be a little coffee shop. So the the uh, at one end of the caboose is the. Uh, Little kitchen, little you know, yeah. pastries and coffees, and the young lady that owns it. I didn't get her name, but great, uh, just great love of coffee. You can tell that she put a lot into that, yeah, into, into that, you know. So it's like a diner inside, inside this car, and it's uh, I, I very, really nice, yeah, very, very well unique. preserved. Yes, she, she kept the traininess of the interior. She, she, there's a little cooler there with beverages in it that looks like. It just grew there. It's part of the train. It's yeah. just, it's brilliant. It's very cool. She's really cool too. She's funny. Yeah, and and you know you know made us a made us a new pot, knowing that we've got plenty of miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we did happen to leave some uh, some flyers with them, so they'll be finding them for the next few years. Uh, yeah, just delightful. Before we go any further, too, I would like to wish. We would like to wish Tom and Kelly Navarro uh, a very, very happy anniversary. They're celebrating a few years together. They're only like 10, 10 years old. They're, they're, they've had to be arranged child marriages, but they're very young, uh, wonderful couple. But Kelly has, has been, uh, she's been a staple of Slappercast. I don't know if, you've, uh, if, you're, if, if it's your first time watching and you're hearing the name Kelly Navarro, 
and you come by, you'll hear it often. She's a uh, she's wonderful. She's been the crypt keeper as far as song kills and shines. She's been tally, keeping tally and also cracking the whip if we double kill or double shine. She's uh, she's quite wonderful. So Tom and Kelly, happiest anniversary for a blackguards. We uh, yeah. Thank you for all your all your help. I think there's been a lot of whip cracking in the last few episodes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Tom, you got your hands full. You did good. Happy anniversary. Um, as you can see, it's 43 degrees. We're uh, we're heading northeast on Interstate 30. We're going to a little place called Hibernia. We're, uh, Jerry, get the car on. Yes. We're, uh, we're coming in hot tonight. And then we're driving back to Texas, and we're going to go uh, to Brenham, to Home Sweet Farm. But this is all past. This is all old news to you, Slappercast. Episode 255. Yeah. You know this. You're in the future. Yeah. It's January 2nd where you are. That's right. 2024. Yeah. Yeah. Can you believe it? Wow. Do you remember when we did episode 224? Yeah. (laughs) So we just crossed the line from Texas into Arkansas, hence Texarkana. And uh, Chad just woke up. So uh, he's manning the camera now. He's got one eye open. Snoring like a little kitten back there. He's so cute when he does that too. Is he? Everybody have a good Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. Delightful. How are you? Hey, wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Nice, quiet. Hey, 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 hey. So we have two more shows till the end of the year, and we are thrilled to be seeing Little Rock again. Jerry from the Hibernia Tavern, Irish Tavern in Little Rock, Arkansas, called a few weeks back and said, Honey, you have that Thursday open. I said, It's Turbo's birthday. I don't know if he'll be off the couch. And I called Turbo. He said, Fuck yeah, I'll go. Then I called, I called Chad and I said, Chad, you want to, Chad goes, I don't do, I don't, he said, I'm celebrating Turbo's birthday. I'm staying yeah. home. <laughs> he said, I don't do anything on Turbo's birthday. Never have, never will. And then Turbo <laughs> called him up and he said, hey, Mr. Falcon, get in the van. So he's okay. Listen, dude. Yeah. He said, fucko. Yeah. He said, don't you front to back me, son. <laughs> this is, this is perfect weather. Oh, it's 45 degrees now. Don't call me a liar. 45 degrees and it's, uh. It's, it's pretty windy out there. Probably can't tell in here with my superb driving skills. Mm. Look at that. That's so beautiful. <laughs> they think they chose it. Arkansas chose a new pope. Look, look. There it is. <laughs> so, uh, who the fuck drives to Arkansas at home the same night? What gobshites would do such a thing? Uh, uh, do we have any song kills? I know I do. I do. I suspect this is going to be a whip-cracking uh, selection. Oh, you do? Repeat kill, I think. Uh-oh. But this is probably going all the way back to the original round of kills we did. Explain yourself. Another Christmas song, which I've been wanting to kill for a while because it's played incessantly and I can't stand it. That Mariah Carey song, but all That's I want for Christmas is you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I figured it's been done. But it hasn't been done enough. So I'm killing it again. I don't think really anything else to say about that. <laughs> okay, well, you, I mean, you don't need a reason to kill. Uh, I'm going to shine. Well, let's 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 go around. So I'm going to shine light on a song called "Road to Hell" by Chris Ria. Another one. If you do like Christmas music and you don't like that, da 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 da, da you know the the, the real. Oh. Tip. What? Sorry. That's just that commercial. That's oh yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Oh, but if you no. don't, if you don't, if you like Christmas music without the. Like the 2,000 Miles by Pretenders, like I was talking about the other week. If you like just kind of uh, songs that make you, possibly make you nostalgic for uh, for Christmas or, you know, or 
you know, because when you get when you're old like me, not like Turbo, when you're old like me, uh, you do have fond memories of Christmases. You know, where you came down and there was toys that the the under the tree and Santa had come blah blah blah. The nostalgic songs are to me. The Christmas ones are "Happy Christmas, Everybody" by Slade. Yeah, it's still one of my favorite Christmas songs, and arguably one of the best Christmas songs ever written. And I still like "Last Christmas" by one Quam. But the Chris Rea song "Driving Home for Christmas" is a beautiful piece, and it's just—it's it, kind of one of these heartfelt. And uh, one of the terrible jokes from back in the '90s was uh, Mark Knopfler wanted to uh, hire Chris Rea to join Dire Straits. And they were going to call it diarrhea. Terrible, terrible, terrible. So Chris Rea is one of those guitar players, little underrated uh, Irish guy, by the way. Very good player. Very uh, uh, kind of like a Mark Knopfler style in that he's not a shredder, just a, a, a very rich player. Plays great notes, plays great melodies, writes great songs, but he's not one of those shouters. He's just everything is melodic. Everything is so. Driving Home for Christmas Tree, Chris Rea, good song. But Road to Hell was the one I wanted to shine the light on because it's one of those songs I cannot get tired of. And it's a beautiful piece. I even got it past my music critic, Tara. I, I, I played it for her and she she was very, very excited with it. So cool. that, that's always a big deal. So, And then if I'm going to kill a song while we're here, uh, it's always easy to kill a, uh, a Bob Seger song. Uh, and Bob Seger's got some great stuff I, I, I actually do like a lot of Bob Seger uh-huh. But uh, Main Street Fuck that song it, 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 it's, it's not even terrible It's just one of those earworm songs yeah. So it, maybe not a kill Maybe I'm just smacking it in the face Just a little a little girly slap across the, the cheek it's, <laughs> it, it bugs me right now So Bob Alright Trevor you're up Yeah Alright so Happy birthday by the way Thank you Cheers. <laughs> you know, she did make a fresh I know, brew yeah. for this, so I'm going to give her another half point for that, because she didn't have to do that. She had to do that. She, she, do, she knew who we were. Yeah. When you walked in, she's like, I'm making a new one. Yeah. Note to self, give back the $5. All right. So in 2024 now, now that we're in 2024. Oh, yeah. Welcome. Happy New Year. You know, I'm a huge Bad Religion fan. So Bad Religion is going on tour in 2024 with Social Distortion. And... I didn't know this, but they were posting about it, and I read that they played their very first show as a band, opening for Social Distortion, like way back when. I don't remember what year. It's got to be early '80s, and now they're going on tour with them. And so I believe it's the first time they're doing this. And so you I know thought, who would be the best opener for the two of those? Who? Us? Yeah, they're playing in Houston. I saw it on the schedule. My like, is it House of Blues? Doesn't matter. We'll, we'll yeah, I'll find up. out. But I know they're playing kind of in those regions. Like, oh my god, that'd be so awesome! I was like, it's so funny. I was fantasizing like this would be the greatest birthday present ever. I was like, get us on this bill. But I thought, man, I'm a huge Bad Religion fan, so I was like, I'm just gonna pick one of the songs. I haven't talked about it on any of the shows, but uh, I think it's an album of theirs that's underrated. It's their album No Control, and the song is self-titled No Control. It's like one of those perfect formula songs that I like. So I do. Out. I do like Bad Religion. I like a lot of their stuff. I just, oh man, I just, I was listening to American Jesus yesterday. Like that one's, I saw him. I play this all the time. But No Controls is a song I want to shine a light on today. I feel like that one kind of hides underneath a lot of their other songs. So that's my deal. And I'm so excited that they're going on freaking tour. So kill a song. Kill a song. Kill a song. You got it. 
You got this one. Dude, okay, I'm gonna Go try on. something that's you know like I did the commercials yes. thing. This yeah. is something that I I just don't like. I'm not a huge fan of musicals, and so you watch these movies. There's that newer movie that came out last year. It's the Will Ferrell Ryan Reynolds movie. It's I think it's called Enlightened. It's like a Scrooge movie, and it's a musical. And I liked it. You know, it's a good movie, but man, I just can't stand musicals. I don't know what it is, but I feel like first song good, second song, but halfway through the movie, I'm like, I just, you know me, I can't even sit and watch a movie. So watching a movie musical, so I'm going to kill the soundtrack to the new, the newer Will Ferrell movie from Enlightened. I'm going to take the whole musical soundtrack. Ah, that's okay. Good. That's a good one. Wow. Boxy's going to be like, what the heck? Yeah. I'm going to get a thump for that one, but... But you I know just, what? It's close enough to your birthday and to Christmas. I get and you did spoilers. I think she's gonna let you slide. Let me slide on yeah. that one. I just kind of like whoop. Yeah. Stepped that one. Yeah. I just. It's like this repetitive song. I don't know, man. And I'm usually not like that in the holiday time. But like I said, I'm just like uh, I can't handle it anymore. I I, I have you to break with you on some of the some of the musicals. I, I could. Care less for you know, one of my favorite movies of all time is uh, regular viewers of Slapper Cast will know uh, Sound of Music is uh, one of my all time favorite movies, and it's a musical. Yeah, to yeah. end all musicals, it's brilliant. Not a bad moment in it, and uh, Julie Andrews is one of my favorite singers. Blah blah blah, on and on. But let me tell you a, 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 a little, uh, little. This is a light, little side note, but it's. I watched this wonderful clip, and I've watched it a thousand times. It's just I'm a huge Gary Moore fan, and if you've ever seen Gary Moore play, you'll understand why he is one of the best that ever walked the planet. Not just a blues player, not just a rock player, but he's he plays this one jazz. Let's just call it peace, and at the end of it. Which I, it cracked me up the first time I saw it. I still laugh when I see it. But he did this wonderful jazz run, this really fast, very jazzy, very, very, very impressive, technical, beautiful piece, and he just ran through it. And he said, yeah, he said, well, I can do all this now. And he kind of thought for a second, he goes, even Francis Rossi can, can do this now. And he kind of laughed to himself. I can do all that now. Yeah. I couldn't do that before. Yeah. Even Francis Rossi can do that now. <laughs> and the reason why that's funny is Frank Rossi is a guitar player, singer for a band called Status Quo. Status Quo, if you're in Ireland. They were notorious for writing these 12-bar blues. These very, very simple songs. So it was hysterical to me because I hadn't thought about Francis Rossi or Status Quo for the for for a thousand years. And uh, Gary Moore had played this thing, and, and, and Francis Rossi is the last player. That you, anyway, I say all that. That was a, another sidetrack. Thank you, Ali Katz. <laughs> but uh, I thought to myself, I said, self, wouldn't it have been tremendous to see Gary Moore play with Stuart Copeland? Wouldn't it be tremendous to watch, to see what they would come up with? Stuart Copeland, the drummer for the police. I, I just, I, I shudder to think at what would have happened had those two ever created together. And it made me wonder, you know, we've talked about this many times before, have you guys, are there any 
Are there any two players on the planet, living or dead, that you that you think would just be just a huge force, just this dynamic, explosive, you know, or just a wonderful like Lennon McCartney? Is there any two players that you can think of just off the top of your head who you'd like to see play together? Man, I think you could like put like a powerful singer in, like a Freddie Mercury, with something like. Some off style band would be yeah. gnarly, you know. Like, a, yeah, we often t- we often w- would fantasize about so we know what else would be doing now, and if he was to do something like with a Pantera, yeah, I'll or you know, like, a, I mean? like, like a Bench Sevenfold or something, yeah. where you're like way out there. What a singer like that would do in a band like that, yeah, and, you know, that'd be kind of neat. Yeah, because some of the some of the one the, the the reason why I was thinking of Gary Moore and Stuart Copeland is if you've ever watched, which you absolutely should. Everybody should watch some of Stuart Copeland's interviews. He is as enthusiastic as a puppy, but he is as deep as you know the seven seas. I mean, he's just—he's one of these well-read, well-versed, well-traveled, well-played. Well, I mean, just I, I, to call him a giant in popular music or in music in general is still very, very, very low. It's very understated. Even, statement. That, even that dude from Tool, that Dana Carey, yeah. he would be, man, he would do some damage too. Yeah. Like, that dude's ridiculously awesome. Yeah, you mix in somebody that just has an unlimited skill set. Yeah. Like, there's nothing in the way. This yeah. guy could just be limitless. This is more of a songwriting thing, but this probably, this could have happened, very likely might have happened had, had John Lennon not died, but I think it would have nice been really would have been really fun to see John Lennon collaborate with David Byrne because uh, fans. If, if there's a, yeah, there's pretty pretty good evidence that John was was uh, the least familiar with the Talking Heads. He may have actually been listening to their first couple of records. So he just he just mentioned them in one of the inter- some interview I found. He was listening to all that new the, you know, the first wave of new wave that was coming out. So I think it'd be really cool. Yeah. I often thought, often thought of John Lennon when I was thinking of. Uh, I I always thought he was a much better singer than even in the Beatles. Later. Yeah, his his later stuff, his uh, his range, and this is a this is a, a a point that maybe is not debated, maybe it should be, maybe I'm just fucking yapping as usual. But smokers, and I smoked for years, and I, I can attest to this. Uh, that 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 awful House of Pain. Song uh, jump around mm-hmm. that ah, that I used to be able to squeal that like note, that. Yeah. I could hit that note with with no effort when I smoked. Yeah, and there's something about what it does to your throat and your obviously it fucks your lungs up. I've got chronic asthma thanks to my years of smoking, which is why I don't even mess with it. But when you hear uh, David Bowie smoked his whole life, and when you hear him do interviews, he can speak lower much lower than he sings because of like smokers well any smoker will tell you when they wake up in the morning they have the deepest voice yeah they all sound like Borat doing an impersonation of his wife Borat you know this the, but that's how they wake up and I, I I'm sure it does something to your vocal uh, uh, David Lee Roth still one of my favorite frontmen of all time he has he had H-A-D, past tense, the greatest squeal slash scream in rock and roll. And I don't know anybody that's ever matched it. Prince could do the, ah, that, that, that falsetto 
break a glass upper stratospheric blah 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 that note uh, he could do that just on command and that was I think that was just that you know pure ability however uh, when David Lee Roth was smoking and he was in his prime he could he could squeal just like nobody and, and it was like he was doing two voices at once and he combined them to make this screech but it was it was the most amazing thing. If you listen to Fair Warning, if you listen to Diver Down, if you listen to all that, he's just got the greatest. And it was and it was always to accentuate uh, to, uh, you know, just just perfectly placed pieces of rock and roll fluff or you know, pop. You know, it's just brilliant. So anyway, I, I always I always think to myself because John Lennon was a smoker as well, but he could do those obscene high parts. You know, he, 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 Paul Paul McCartney is a great high register as well, but they could both do these amazing harmonies and these. Yeah. Bee Gees obviously took that to another level, but and, and I, I I know Barry Gibbs smoked. I don't know if they all did, but I know uh, Barry Gibbs smoked. They all smoked back then. Yeah, yeah, right. Are you are, are you guessing or you know for a fact? No, I'm just I'm saying it's probably ninety nine percent chance. That so so you guess it? I, I'm just anybody. Yeah, I, I know Barry did. I've seen him. I just can't remember Robin. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Robin, Robin had the, the, the prettiest timber. You know, his, his voice was a, mind you, uh, but then Barry could hit all those all those highs all day and all that. But again, the smokers, I, I think they have an advantage on that higher register. Crazy. You'd think it'd be the opposite. Yeah, yeah you would. But now, uh, going back a thousand, thousand years, in a in, uh, hundred thousand years, uh, early on, I remember somebody asking, uh, and I forget who it was, but I do remember the question being, how is it that the smoker can sing like that and would you take them in the band? And the answer was, "They, I don't know how they can sing like that, and I don't, but I wouldn't take them in the band because I don't know how long it's going to last. If you hear David Lee Roth present day, he's got no voice left. And I think that he would give anything to have that back. Yeah. I think that he would give, you know, because he still wants to make music and he still wants to reform, but he cannot do that high register stuff. And unlike uh, these tribute bands that don't sing in the same register as the singer and they call themselves a tribute band, you know, that's not, to, 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 to me, that's kind of your cover band, you're not a tribute band. Yeah, or anybody, and, and even that's generous, I think. I, I, I just don't, you know, you got to be able to hit those. You can't go out as Queen and not sing a Freddie Mercury song. That you know, there's not many people that can do that. Yeah, that's what I mean. So sit out. I don't. I don't want to see. I don't want to see Brian May. And I, I. I mean, if John Deacon's there and somebody can sing like Freddie Mercury, they're going to sing the same. I, I would go see that. But otherwise, I have no interest. I'm sure they're going to be devastated. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Hold them. Brendan and I were talking about this on PSAPS uh, when that new Beatles song came out that Paul McCartney's voice has changed a lot in the past 10 years or so and you know he, he's definitely I mean he's you know he's 82, 83 or something now I can't remember how old he is but I, I kind of wonder like he has this I think he has, still has more or less the same range but he just doesn't have the same strength in his lungs anymore that he used to but I wonder how much I know it's age but I wonder how much of that is also just the fact that you mentioned you know he smoked his whole life you know, I think he is I don't remember when he quit I'm pretty sure he doesn't smoke now but and he gave up weed at some point 
past couple decades. I forget when. Um, but you know, you know that has to have had an impact. You know, absolutely on, on your singing. Did you voice. ever smoke? Like party smokes when I was young, but I was hard with it. Yeah. Well, it wasn't I, like a go to the five pack smoker. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because I smoked, I've, I've mentioned it many times. I, my, my lungs are still shot from smoking, and I've never been a great singer. I'm a uh, what? No, I've, I've never been. I, I, I've never been able to sing like I want to, like I knew I could. I, I you know, there, I can I can sing high, but I, it's not the way I want to sing. And it's I can sing low, but it's not the way. It's, it's not. I'm missing the delivery that I want. I used to be able to do it. You know, the breath is so important. Like, what's an example of something you wish you could do that you can't do now? Uh, so, so, so here's a great example. We were just talking about it. The the wonderful, talented young Miss Tara Devlin got up and sang Fairy Tale with us in Austin uh, last week. Which prompted me to go back and listen to our recording of it, and our recording of it, I just couldn't stand my vocal on it because it was, it was kind of, it was just, it was delivered, delivered, it was delivered <laughs> with a kind of lackadaisical quality to it, and it's just, I, I used to be able to sing it a whole lot better. And again, I don't know if it's just if that was just I was focusing on too much stuff or if I was, but we, I definitely want to re-record it because I think the, the way that we're playing it now. Is the way that we need to, uh, but yeah. but that but that was a great example of I knew what I could do back in the day, and I need to. Uh, yeah, but that's not a range thing. That's just a yeah. I mean, it is because I didn't hit the I didn't hit the the, the lows the way I did and the highs the way I did. You know, really? Just, okay. Yeah, it's just and, and, and again, it's it's what you know. We've chats known me for twenty plus years now, and you've known that. I'm never fucking satisfied. You know, we we, we, we record a song, we get you know, okay, a couple of weeks later, I like it. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's and it's not out of it's not out of being spoiled, it's just out of I know what we can do. I've been in the, the room when we've and especially this lineup, we, we you know, we've been in that room together and gone, Okay. Yeah. I see you know, the heads getting in a fucking van and driving to Arkansas back in the day to you know. Yeah. But you've you've I mean you have I'd say the same thing about your guitar playing, but you've evolved quite a bit as a vocalist in the time I've known you. I think. I mean, a lot of people. If you, if all you know of our stuff is you listen to standards, because you're not the whole record, but for a lot of that stuff you're doing, your your yeah. you know, voice, which is only one one flavor of your your vocal yeah. style. And yeah. for, I remember for a while I was kind of getting on, getting in your case about, well, just just sing it. <laughs> yeah, there was my favorite. What song it was is like just just. Dude, you, there was a particular song you didn't want to do, put in our set because you you were you didn't think it was rocking enough or something. I can't remember what it was, but I remember saying like the people need to hear you. Your version of it, yeah. I mean, you people don't know what a great singer you are. It's not just all you know, gravel and bravado. And I don't mean to play that down. <laughs> you the stuff that you do do you do extremely well. But there's there's you have a lot of different gears, and I think that you've. Uh, You've come a long way. Yeah, you know, because uh, you it was only fairly recently that you actually started doing a lot of not a lot, but you know, you know weaving vibrato into your your singing voice and stuff, which is something I kind of like. Come on, do that. That sounded great. You know, it's something you kind of steered away from that a lot, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, and, and I, I, and it might be a fear thing, and it might just be be lazy. I mean, you know, it might be the, the 
you know, I listened to the recordings. God damn, we could have done better. And uh, our English friend uh, Jake Shackelford, that was a big learning experience too. It, it was, it was, it was get back to delivering versus yeah. versus performing. Oh, for the chopper store stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you did it great. Oh, Shillingford, I think is his name. Shillingford, excuse yeah. me. What I say? Shackelford. Shackelford. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was the, you did a fantastic job, especially considering those weren't words that you wrote. No. That's you wouldn't think that that was uh, that would be that difficult. Yeah. But singing other people's lyrics is is very difficult. You know, if you've been to a Blackguard show before, you'll you'll you know, there's many changed lyrics. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and it really is. It, it there's a there's a part of me that just well, I won't go too much into this, but we were we were hand delivered music before, and say, hey, can you? perform this can you record this we a couple of times hey can you record and we just couldn't do it I, I could physically could not sing the words because they weren't yeah. I'm not going to say they're I'm not going to say they were, uh, were good or bad I'm just saying it wasn't my style and it was just it, it, it was amazing it would be like speaking Mandarin to a you know to a you know to a fluent for those of you everybody's wondering who the hell we're talking about uh, Patrick was hired to sing several songs for a British uh, songwriter named Jake we're not really sure exactly what the songs are for. <laughs> well, I, I do know what yeah. they're for. They're, yeah, they're they're for. So if you go on the internet and you want to get some some stock images, you can go on and you can find these images and you can use them free of charge. You basically, I think you 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 uh, some of them are just straight up free. Some of them you pay a subscription to, and so I think this is the same thing. I think this is some of these uh, some of these tunes that you can actually go and get the music for and use. Maybe yeah. it's maybe it's just a sub, sub, subscription based. Yeah, thing. that's what I believe. So, uh, but he's he's a great writer. He's a great uh, uh, composer. Yeah, great arranger and everything. And yeah, so so it was it, it was nice because you know, we get these kind of finished uh, songs. Yeah, I say, hey, can you? I was like, what do you want? To then we put the thing on it. So so kind of fun. Yeah, very very fun. But like I said, good writer. And how long uh, ago was that? Last. Well, last month? Oh, that's what the, yeah. the, the last, last song was. It was two months, two months, months ago. Yeah. Was the first yeah. two. Yeah. So, but yeah, good. You know, like I say, good writer. Uh, Debbie knows his stuff. We blackguards have toyed with the idea of you know putting some tunes out there for you know for people to use it. Open license, whatever it's called. Yeah, because yeah. we've had for those of you who don't know, we've had uh, our music played on the the Good Wife on CBS. We've had it. Uh, yep. We wrote a song for a movie. We've uh, actually we've had a couple of songs in other movies, but we've uh, and then for podcasts and stuff like that, people will ask you know call us and ask for mm-hmm. uh, you to use different pieces and, and whatnot. So it's been a it's a it, 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 it's quite challenging, but very very rewarding to to get that you know that project and then to you know from nothing make something. I, I love that part of it. And the nice part, the nice thing about what we do now is. Our rehearsals are so productive in that we record it from start to finish, and then we take it home. And then we email it to everybody, so we have it. So you, you know, you can, your eyes are wide the fuck open. Yes. When you when you get that other stuff back, you go, oh okay, because you're not just playing it; you're looking at it from a from a punter's standpoint. Yeah, yeah. you're coming in from the outside. Yeah, yeah. There's sometimes where you think something sounds good or something sounds off, and then you re-listen to it. I'm like, oh. Shit, I'm a little bit off right there. Like, yeah. I need mm-hmm. to drag this. It's like different little things. 
I hear that mostly live. We work through it, but then the rehearsals, it's after. It's yeah. like, oh man, these little things. Yeah. And then off subject again, the wonderful, the one and only, the lovely Miss Kate Scott. Uh, what a, uh, so generous. Thank you. Thank no, you I know we said it last time, yeah. but thank you. Such a, such a dream. Always first, always first to congratulate us. Well done, guy. Well done, you know. Yeah. And, uh, the only person that has played Blackguards more that we know of is Chris Steele at College Station. Mm-hmm. She is right up there. Yeah. So, along with our four million Spotify players, she and Chris Steele at O'Bannon's College Station are probably responsible for half a million of those. So, thank you. So, what do we need? We Good. need to kill any songs or shine lights. Are we done? Do a little bit tonight. Yeah, yeah, tonight. Yeah, let's give Heck you a little yeah. bit tonight. So this is uh, this is us at 45 degrees, heading northeast to Little Rock, Arkansas, or Kansas, if you like. And uh, we're gonna carry on yes. as we are wayward sons. Oh, yeah, that popped in my mind. Dang it. You're welcome. Getting closer. I know. Yeah. Look at this guy. Told you. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll see you tonight, uh, which will mean. In about three seconds on yeah. Slapper Gas episode 255. Thank you for listening. Thank you. All right, this is the second half, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We just went to a five star gourmet restaurant here in Little Rock, Arkansas. I think it might be their finest restaurant. I don't want to give you the name of it because they didn't sponsor us, they asked to. But Turbo didn't like it because they wouldn't give him his chicken raw. He likes it medium rare. They said, no. Pink. So, they said, no. Nah. Nah. <laughs> anyway, I'll make the jokes. You guys just catch up. Gentlemen, how was your night in Little Rock, Arkansas? Awesome. Awesome birthday night. Yeah. Birthday night. It's still your birthday. Look at that. Yeah. I got 18 minutes. 1142. And I'm old. <laughs> yeah. And you were so well behaved. I'm so, so I'm, I'm very impressed. I'm very proud. Yeah, that was a, I was a, I was a great crowd tonight. Yeah. So we, we had the uh, the one the only Gene Reed in attendance. We had uh, Jerry behind the bar. We had a wonderful, wonderful staff. Sean and all the crew in the kitchen. It started off very slow, very, very uh, subdued. Uh, everybody was just kind of sitting on the hands and warming up. It's cold, so you can see there's 37 degrees here as we travel southwest, heading towards the sunny old Houston, Texas. Um, but that that room was electric within about 20 minutes. Yeah. Would you say? Yep. And uh, just, oh, the new SJC drums sound like thunder, but like thunder with an erection. If, if, if not, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it was so, they're so rich in sound. They're so bottom heavy in sound I mean yeah. it's just they're, 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 it, it's, a, it's, it's a rich thick low end boom sound without without uh, you know distortion without that sometimes you get that rumble in there it's so clean the signal is so concise it's such a it's such a uh, great sound to mix your other drum kit I love it but this one is far superior and uh Maybe Chad will, uh, maybe our little editor in chief will be able to uh, spit some photographs in and around here because it's it's just I'm so proud of that kit. 
Yeah, so proud of that kid. And uh, you, you, you stepped out a little bit tonight, too. You you turbified mm-hmm. some of your fills and your chops and your, you know, it just so makes such a difference. Coach Ed? That's cool. At the very end, was that at the end of gym? Oh. Doing the train wreck? And you're yeah. Just... Yeah. I was like, how fast can I play on these things? <laughs> that yeah. felt good. Yeah. Yeah, I love the floor, Tom. That thing just sounds... I'm going to cuddle with it. You know? Yeah. Uh... Yeah, you might get into trouble for that, but I want to get a second one. <laughs> yeah, like, oh man. Yeah, maybe paint Stacy's face on it. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> Just, no, I need the pots of pans, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the pots of pans picture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, dude, we're like, what the hell is uh-huh. that? <laughs> yeah, oh, she's man. she's yeah she's she's too good for the drums. All right, so now I'll get you home in a minute. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> Hibernia, Little Rock. You've heard about us talk about it. You've heard us talk about it before. Many, 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 many thanks to Jerry and the crew bringing us up and that. God, what a what a phenomenal night. And for as cold as it was, and as close to Christmas and New Year's as it is, this is usually no man's land. And we had a full house. So, such a joy. Yeah. Such a thrill to play. Uh, we didn't we didn't have Gator there tonight, so there was no cheesecake. But the upside is I can't have any cheesecake, so nobody shall have any fun. Let me tell you this. Gator, the, the cheesecake whisperer, he gave me a, a small vial, a small blue vial. Yes, I remember this. Listen to me, yeah. It, 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 it's about yay. It looks like a roll, it looks like a chewing chapstick. He gave me this thing and he said, put this on and mosquitoes won't touch you. And people people will want to touch you. I said, what the fuck is wrong with you? So I thought maybe he had some, like, Bill Cosby uh, potion number nine or something, you know, where people would, you know, faint and you take advantage of them. I mean, he's innocent. I'm just saying. number nine. Yeah. So, uh, God. He he gave me this this little vial of a, and it's a, it's a roll-on. It's a roll-on thing. So uh, some of you may know, some of you may not know, some of you might not care. That's okay. But I live in uh, the wilderness. I will out in the middle of nowhere, and the mosquitoes are like like turbo. They're mucho. Yeah, they're not mosquitoes. They're mucho mosquito. Montana. Yeah, mucho mosquito. Anyway, I, I've seen one of them lift up a car. All right, I'm just saying. And uh, they are bodybuilders. They're they're uh, rude. They're they don't even, you're just they're, they're just thankless little bloodsuckers. Anyway, they are they're, they're Olympic. Uh, mosquitoes out where I am. Anyway, I put this shit on there and I expected my skin to melt or something. You know, so the gator and call me. Haha, gotcha. No, I didn't get one bite. And I was out in in the garden. I mean, for for the day. And that shit works. I've never had. You know that. You know when you spray off. Oh yeah. You know that extra strength one to fuck off. They you just know? laugh. They they just laugh. They treat it like a marinade. They like pretty. You just put the little napkins in. Like, eh, they just go nuts. They love it. I think they actually, I think they sold it in the store. <laughs> so we would put it on and they would fucking feast on us. The stuff Gator gave me, I swear to God. And he made it, right? Did I, he say he, he made it? I think yeah, he makes I think it. he's like, I made this. I think he makes yeah, it. Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we need to get a hold of Gator and we need to market this shit. Yeah. Because I'm telling you something. Usually I come in and I look like a fucking, I look like a pincushion, um, a septic pincushion. <laughs> And uh, and uh, they, they didn't fucking touch me. 
they, I, I didn't get one bite. So, just saying. Anyway, Gator is the reason why we're talking about him. Is is he's a phenomenal chef, yeah. not just a pastry chef, not just a gourmet chef, but he makes cheesecake that would make you uh, basically punch your mother in the temple and near in the groin, I mean, just to just to get near it. It's 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 so good. His uh, his mosquito repellent works, uh, and it doesn't smell bad. So there you go. Maybe Ch- Chad put the put the Venmo address up here so we can he can send me the the money for the advertisement. Shit's not cheap. Uh, speaking of that, Kelly Navarro, we uh, we feasted on your dime tonight. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Kelly. I was very generous and uh, we're dying. Yeah, that was that was hunger. Like I, oh my god, that's hunger. I don't remember being that hungry before. So that was a, that was a great night. Yeah. Capped off by our friend Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. And uh, it was just announced that we are at, we're going to be working on a couple of very 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 special podcasts coming up next month or this month actually. Now, Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah. We're going to be working on some very 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 special uh, podcasts. Uh, one being, you know, we, we've been talking nonstop about Shane McGowan just because of the enormity of his song catalog and the influence that he's had and on and on and on and saw this tonight. Everybody t- tonight too had a, had a Pogue's favorite. It was so... Anyway, one of the things that we were talking about at the beginning of the show tonight was uh, at the, not just the Pogue stuff, but the, the, the Shane McGowan solo stuff when he went out with the Popes. Yeah. Shane McGowan and the Popes. And then even the Popes uh, yeah, their own yeah. yeah their, their original stuff which is uh, Paul Mad Dog yeah. uh, he's the he's the main guy McGinnis yeah just a, another one of those great writers you can tell that he's hung his like so many of us do he's hung his style on the Shane McGowan locker of sure. you know ideas so we're gonna kind of break that down and uh, suggest some songs any Pogues fans, any Blackguard fans will definitely love this kind of stuff. Yeah, it should not be overlooked. Yeah, and then uh, another couple of surprises of, uh, as far as podcast subjects go. We'll be doing that also in January. Yeah. Has, has anybody got any New Year's resolutions? I know, I know it's New Year's now, but it's not where we are. So We're in the past. Ah, any New Year's resolutions? I usually think about I it. I know you usually thought. That's surprising. Chad? Uh, yeah. I want to make lots of money. <laughs> okay. And, and uh, he's going back straight to the purse. And get back on the wagon with uh, fitness and all that stuff. It kind of slipped off. Okay. Fitness and, fitness and finance. Okay. Yeah. What you got? I mean, I've been doing the fitness, you know, so I don't want to say it's a resolution because I've already started that. Doesn't matter. You can start early. No time limit on perfection. Dude, I ran two miles without stopping. Why did you tell the camera? Telling you, it's like, what? <laughs> it's I ran two miles, dude. I never thought I could do that. Like, man, I got, you know, I got old injuries that I have to deal with. But it's, man, I, I was able to do it nonstop. Old injuries, but not excuses. I like that. Yeah, nah, dude. I'm not yeah. gonna limit me. No, I'm not leaning on that. So I just had a practice, and it's been about two months, but yeah. I've been able to do it. So I'm doing about a 14 minute mile, and I just ran two miles. Good. Non-stop. But I'm doing it every day. So yeah, every day. That's all that. Yeah, I got a spreadsheet and a log. I keep it every day. So the days I post a one, I'm like, ah. And then there's days where I've done five. You know, we're all 
run two and then five miles. Yeah, I'll run two and walk power walk three. Yeah, I'm just crushing. I'm like, man, I'm feeling really good nonstop. So, do you ever go to a ball and do it? Like, raise your elbows. The ball. The ball. The power walking. Yeah. No. <laughs> like the like the the waterway. Yeah. The thing is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the big bushy socks. Yeah. Uh, like, no. <laughs> Leg warmers. Leg warmers. Yeah. Yeah, I pushy socks. I like that better. Pushy socks. I, I think. think of it. I think they'd still be here. I think they'd still be in fashion if, uh, if they were called pushy socks. Pushy socks. <laughs> pushy socks. Hey, you do still know a guy named Pushy socks. Anyway, um, so yeah, my New Year's resolution is uh, music. It's just going to be all music, new songs. Yeah, yeah good, I good. like that. So, tonight was one of those nights. Tonight again, we're talking about the Hibernia in Little Rock, Arkansas. Hibernia Irish Tavern in Little Rock, Arkansas. And it was one of those nights for me, it's one of those nights where you just can't get anything right. I was struggling for everything. My, my inner system, holding it with my fucking ears, keeping my, I mean, just everything. And it was just one of those nights, it was everything was made against me. It, it was still fun, it was still, I'm not, not bitching. But, you know, when the hiccups come just so easily, and the fuck ups come easier, and the, you know, shit just derails for no reason. It takes you out of your game and it makes you, uh, you take less risks. Yeah. We were talking about your SJC kit, your brand new SJC, second gig SJC kit. I'm talking how dynamic they sound, how, you know, how, how wonderful they they make the room sound, you know, or they sound in the room, blah, blah, blah. So when you have those nights where it's just going right you you take chances and you add a little extra you know blah, blah, you know yeah. to your so tonight some of the new riffs and ideas I had just could not could not for the life of me try them because I was so gun shy because shit was breaking and all the part you know long story all that to say I, I do have a new I do have some new material and this is another thing too keep forgetting to say that but you know here on uh, on Slappercast we have you're made, on what? sorry on Slappercast we are uh, <laughs> that's right love that shit dude <laughs> we, we have mentioned before about covering songs and they actually didn't fall by the wayside we've actually touched on them we didn't we didn't you know we didn't, they didn't see the light of day but I think that in the new year, I think that we should take some of these ideas, even if it's only a snippet, but I think that we should put put some of these songs on here because we've kind of messed with a lot of, the, a lot of these ideas. And I just think it'd be really fun for, you know, like to hear, you know, for yeah, everybody to hear. Yeah, a little taste and then yeah. Patreon gets a whole, or, you know, more of it. I don't know about the whole thing, yeah. But yeah, but, but definitely. Wow, that'd be cool. Yeah. Oh my god! I think that thing just came out of my eye. Really? Oh my god! Happy birthday! Oh, dude! It's still your birthday? <laughs> For two minutes. Tell them about it. What happened? Oh my god! It's like a Christmas miracle, dude. I've had something in my eye for two days and I can't get it out. Boss <laughs> man, freaking eye drops. It's just been killing me. Like I just have these waves where I'm just my eyes just gushing. And I can't get it out, and there's this piece of gnarliness just came out right now. 
I'm so happy right now. Maybe, I, I swear, my heart's beating 100 miles an hour right now. Maybe, I'm so happy. Yeah, maybe it's a kidney stone of the eye. Yeah. Ooh. Dude, I, I, even after the show, I was talking to people. I'm like, I can't blink. Yeah. I was like, my eye hurts so bad. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I was apologizing. I was like, I'm sorry. My eye's all red. I got Terminator eye. I'm like, the lady's like, it's fine. I, I, didn't, just, I didn't even notice that you were blushing. Oh, God. It was just killing me. I, I, I told them all you were the highest guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, there's that too. I tell you. Yeah, nobody, nobody's surprised. Oh, I know. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt that, but no, holy that's great. crap. It's like, for the longest time, like those two days, I was pushing right here, and I could feel it. I mean, I did the eye wash. I was under the sink. I was. I put my face in a bucket of water. Just I couldn't get it out. I was like, it's in my eyelid. Like, yeah. I, I thought it was stuck in there. I was oh, like, I'm going to the eye doctor when we get back. Yeah, but, just to uh, make sure you're good. Yeah, but it was I like. what it was. I don't know. I just went like this, and it's this hard thing just came oh, hard. right out. Oh, I shit. Go, oh my gosh! I got something in there, man. Yeah. Fuck. Yes. All right. All right. There was a piece what of- episode is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, maybe it's the uh, some shrapnel from a stick because you were turbifying the the, the kid. Oh, man, I was like, yeah, it could be. That was awesome. That's great. What did I say to the date? Yeah. So now. It's not your birthday anymore. Nor is it your birthday on Slappercast. But I appreciate, Chad appreciates, uh, Little Rock appreciates you taking the time, leaving your family, and coming out, coming you know, making this making this trip. So uh, so grateful. Everybody tonight said, and I thank you guys for coming up. And they yeah. all asked the same question. Man, thanks for coming. Are you going back tonight? Yeah, of course we're going back tonight. The Little Rock Horrors won't have us, so we're going home. <laughs> so, move along, son. They raised their rates. Yeah, <laughs> they raised their standards. Yeah. Hey, all the shit we see. Yeah, so a lot of stuff to look forward to. So here on Slappercast, episode nine nine nine. We're uh, we we want to say welcome to 2024. Hashtag soaring 24. Uh, we're going to. Uh, you know, just like we promised last year, we're gonna do everything in our power to fuck up every room we go in. Could be a lot of fun this year. The, already, the calendar is just the calendar is kind of smoldering in my kitchen, kind of like, oh shit, we got a lot of stuff, we got a lot of miles. So, yeah. buckle up, blackguards, we are coming, leaving, indeed. going. Indeed, indeed. Yep. Patreon, saints, sinners. Lovers, fighters, slappers, all of us, thank you for listening. Been a joy. Uh, you know, this uh, we're closing out this year. You're already there, but uh, we have made some incredible friends. We've strengthened friendships that we've already had. Yeah. And we're so... Uh, what's that? It said friendship on that sign. Did it? Yeah. I, I put it there. So grateful for all of you. Uh, keep playing all that shit on, on, on Pandora and... Yeah, all these uh, Spotify, all that shit. Keep doing that. Keep doing what you're doing. The, the number one and the number two are as follows. Place number two, drum roll, please. Kate Scott. Number one, heavyweight of the world, Christopher Steele, a man at Stop House. More blackguard place than Satan, uh, constipated Satan. Yeah. We have we got a lot of new shit coming, and uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Big year. Big year. Yes, sir. So, thank you all for listening. All right. Cheers. See you next week. Happy New Year. Bye.